Alexei Allen with WKNC 88.1's Eye of the Triangle. Joining us today is Carlin Wright-Eves, Interpersonal Violence Prevention Education Coordinator for the Women's Center at NC State, to discuss the upcoming launch of the PAC Survivor Support Alliance and how to be proactive and stay educated regarding interpersonal violence. Thank you so much for joining us and welcome. Can you start off by introducing yourself and your role within the NC State community and its Women's Center? My name is Carlin Wright-Eeks. I use she, her pronouns. I'm the Interpersonal Violence Prevention Education Coordinator with NC State's Women's Center. The Women's Center is one of four campus community centers and we're housed under the Office for Institutional Equity and Diversity here at NC State. Your job title mentions interpersonal violence. Can you provide some examples of what the Women's Center considers circumstances of interpersonal violence? Yeah, so we, um, the Women's Center houses our IPV or interpersonal violence, um, both prevention and response services at NC State. And we define IPV kind of as an umbrella term that covers anything from sexual harassment, sexual assault, domestic and dating violence, stalking, um, any type of uh, non-consensual behavior. So we really are here both to do training and education across campus, as well as supporting anybody, any students who might have experienced any of these things. So we can help students seek support, uh, connect to resources on campus, as well as just provide information about what their options are. The PAC Survivor Support Alliance is a new program the Women's Center is implementing. When does this program launch, and what can the NC State community expect from it? We are launching the PAC Survivor Support Alliance this fall. So. The past year um, was kind of a pilot version, so we were building up our workshops. We did a couple pilot workshops just to test out the content and kind of start to think and vision what the program would look like. So we are offering four workshops this fall. We'll continue to offer the four core workshops every semester. And our hope is that once faculty and staff complete those four, they'll be enrolled in the program and we'll provide some continuing opportunities for people to stay engaged. We're modeling some after the um, Faculty and Staff Advocate Program, which is out of the uh, GLBT Center. So really looking at ways that we can bring faculty and staff into our work um, and into being allies and supports for students. You're launching this program during COVID-19, which is a very brave endeavor. Have you found the pandemic has caused roadblocks during the planning and preparation process? We have known, regardless of the pandemic, that. Uh, Students need additional supports from faculty and staff on campus. Many of the survivors that we work with oftentimes will have some difficulties maybe communicating with professors about what their needs are or even just navigating the pressures of being a student while you know going through um, whatever might be part of their healing and recovery after experiencing a sexual assault or dating and domestic violence. So it's something that's been on our radar and something we've really wanted to do. I focus primarily on the training and education side and was somewhat surprised when everything went virtual that it actually gave a little bit more flexibility and opportunity for faculty and staff to engage in different opportunities. So 
So I think on the first pilot workshop, we had 60 participants, which I was surprised. I thought it would have been lower. <laughs> yeah, so there's definitely been interest. And I think, you know, in some ways, working from home or the flexibility of being to join from your office anywhere means that faculty and staff have more time and ability to engage rather than having to trek across the campus and find space and tally. So we're going to continue offering these four workshops virtual uh, through the fall semester, even though many people are back on campus, hoping to kind of provide that ease of access for faculty and staff. We hope in the future to also have some programs or opportunities that are in person. So people who are part of the program can really network and get to know one another and continue to, to learn more about what's going on in the field of IPV and prevention. The term allies is a term that you use a lot. What does it mean to be an ally? What does the Women's Center think it means to be an ally? Yeah, so we, we spent a lot of time actually thinking about the name of what this group could be. An ally was one of the terms that came up. We ended up going with alliance, really wanting to think about how are all the different ways that people can be engaged in this work. So we wanted to be open to anybody who might consider themselves or identify as an ally to survivors meaning that they themselves have potentially not experienced any form of interpersonal violence, but want to be engaged and involved in the prevention work um, and in making the campus a safer, more supportive place. We also really wanted to be open to any faculty and staff who may have experienced IPV or consider themselves a survivor. So recognizing that it is very widespread, we also want to provide opportunities and abilities for People to maybe reflect on how their own individual experiences, you know, whether it's positive or negative, may really have an implication on how they interact with students and how supportive they are. Are there any other programs or upcoming activities the Women's Center or one of the other three community centers is hosting that our listeners should know about? Despite COVID, there's a lot going on. So we are, uh, like I said, one of four campus community centers. So our sister centers are the GLBT Center, the MSA, which is Multicultural Student Affairs, the AACC, the African American Cultural Center. The Women's Center and the AACC are both having their 30th anniversary this year. So we have a couple different celebrations for those and also really trying to take a dive into understanding more about, you know, what does it look like to be part of these cultural or identity centers on campus for 30 years and what has the past looked like, where are we now, and what is coming in the future. Um, so that'll be a big part of this upcoming year. We also focus a lot on different awareness months. So from the Women's Center, we'll be doing programming for Domestic Violence Awareness Month in October, I'm really focusing on stalking and human trafficking in January, and then we have lots of programs in April around Sexual Assault Awareness Month. So a lot up and coming. Um, we're happy to be back on campus and training up our group of students who are peer educators. So we have a student group called The Movement, and right now we're in the midst of training, but they'll be doing a lot of workshops around campus on consent and healthy relationships, bystander behavior. So really trying as much as possible to kind of get the word out and continue to create spaces for students to have these conversations. Lastly, is there anything else you want our listeners to know about the Women's Center? Any advice? Anything specific to the PSSA? We do have a couple different funds that 
people can donate to. Some go directly to our survivor fund, which provides financial assistance to students who identify as survivors or who have experienced IPV. They can apply for up to $500 of financial assistance, and this can cover anything from medical bills, seeking off-campus counseling, loss of transportation, needing to move, anything like that can be covered. We also have other funds that will be uh, kind of more directed towards our prevention work. So we are here doing the work and in full force and would love to have any support. Thank you so much for joining us today, Carlin. Today's music was Sunset and Beaches by Offshane, brought to you via the YouTube audio library. Reporting for Eye on the Triangle, this is Alexei Allen.